We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to this brand new episode of the Michelle Tafoya podcast. The southern border, I'm shaking my head. It's keeping me awake at night, not because there are people coming into our country who really want to be here. Not for that reason at all, but for the outliers. We'll get into it next. It's time for the Michelle Tafoya podcast. So if you listened earlier in the last week, we had Nick Lowry, former kicker for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's in the Chiefs Hall of Fame, but he has done so much with his life. He's worked for three different presidents and he's visited the border and he's given us some pretty basic math. You know, let's just say we're hearing between 700,000 and 900,000. So we'll just go with, let's just say 800,000. Uh, immigrants released into the United States in fiscal year 2023. All right. 99% of them, I'm sure, absolutely want to be here, want to work, want to do what's best for their family. But that leaves just 1% that maybe don't. Just the 1%. Do you know how many that is? Figure it out. It's 8,000. 8,000 people potentially And as Nick Lowry put it, who was visiting the border in sleeper cells, individual cells, whatever, not here for good reasons. Now you could say, well, how do you come up with 1%? All right, let's divide that by 10. Let's just say there are 900 of them. It only takes one quick story here and, and stick with me here. My son had a Halloween party, (laughs) bunch of 17 year old boys and girls over here, right? All in their costumes. We knew them all. He knew them all. There are about 40 of them. The day after the party, we discovered that one or two of them, a few of them, whatever, had decided to go into two separate bathrooms in our house and take off all the hardware, off the drawers and the cupboards. and the, so, so that there was no hardware. We found the hardware hidden in a bizarre place. And I said to my son, do you have any idea who, who might have thought this was funny? And he's like, I don't know, some drunk 16-year-old. Okay, fine. But I found it just, even though it was just a prank, I found it disrespectful. Like you're coming to someone's house for a party. They're feeding you. They're giving you all kinds of space. They're letting you play the music, all the rest. And you think it's funny to go through that person's house and take the hardware off of their drawers and doors in two separate bathrooms and then hide the hardware. Like, that it was just so weird to me, but then again, uh, this is someone whose brain is not developed who did this, right? So I had to try to think in those terms. But I thought I'm thinking through all these kids, the 40 kids that were here. I known them all for years. Who would do that? Okay, why do I say this? It's just a little example. No one got hurt. No one got hurt. I felt you know disrespected in my own home, but no one got hurt. That was 40 kids and maybe one, two, three of them decided to do that. So again, you expand this, you extrapolate this little experiment. 
and you say, how many people have come across our southern border? And we know for a fact that at least 169, 170 of them were on the terror watch list. They got caught, fortunately. How many didn't? Because we also know the number of quote unquote known gotaways, which I don't, if they got away, how do you know the exact number? I'm not sure of that. I'm sure it's an estimate is very, very high. So if you're a terrorist and you're trying to get into somebody's country, you you don't want to get caught and you're probably trained not to get caught. Just as these little boogers were trained not to get caught in the act of taking the handles off our doors. But the, I, I use that as almost comedic reference because all I'm trying to say is when you open your front door and you let in guests, even who you think you know, they might cause a little trouble. Well, this country, and I'm going to point it out, Joe Biden, the day he stepped into office, and I hoped he'd bring some normalcy back to this country, did the, did the opposite. Anything that his predecessor did, Donald Trump did, he considered orange man bad. And so therefore we got to undo it. Got to undo it because anything he did, we got to undo. So any precautions at the southern border, the northern border were undone. And we have basically had a porous border. And we have a vice president who is, quote unquote, the border czar, who is saying, well, Congress needs to act. Well, you know what leaders actually do? Leaders actually bring people together and say, we need to act. I'm going to propose some legislation. Could anyone take this up, please, so we could clean things up at the border and make this more of a process for people to come in through so we can sift out the rabble rousers, the troublemakers, the terrorists. Now, you may or may not have seen that in the wake of the Hamas attack on Israel, We've had some hearings on Capitol Hill with Christopher Wray, head of the FBI, uh, among others, to talk about the terror threat and where it is now. <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're doing this in the wake of an attack on another country, Israel. And we're seeing this, I mean, this absolute spike in anti-Semitism here in the United States, let alone around the world. So now Christopher Ray gets asked about terror threats here in the United States. And guess what? They're pretty elevated. Let's hear it from Ray himself. The reality is that the terrorism threat has been elevated throughout 2023. But the ongoing war in the Middle East has raised the threat of an attack against Americans in the United States to a whole nother level. Since the horrific terrorist attacks committed by Hamas against innocent people in Israel a few weeks ago, we've been working around the clock to support our partners there and to protect Americans here at home. We assess that the actions of Hamas and its allies will serve as an inspiration the likes of which we haven't seen since ISIS launched its so-called caliphate several years ago. Okay. So you're hearing this from the FBI director, Christopher Wray, that threats are elevated. Gee, really? We could have told you this two years ago after the floodgates opened on the southern border. And people think, oh, no, they're only good people coming in because they're, they're being threatened in their own countries and 
climate change and they, you know, they need to come here for a better life. Okay. Uh, are you sure every single one, you can account for a hundred percent of them? No, you can't. No, you can't. I couldn't even account for a hundred percent of the 40 teenagers who came in my house to treat my house well. So no, you can't. Folks, there's no, nothing is perfect. So you, you're sitting here. If you are an advocate of, of, of this open border, you know, what are they saying? No walls from this, from the Southern border to, to Palestine, no walls or whatever they're chanting these days. It could change any moment. See, that's just, it's, it's naive. It's silly. It's immature. Because there are bad people in the world, period. There are bad people in the world. There's a lot of evil. We have seen it on display, not only in other countries, we're seeing it here. I mean, a kid, a junior at Cornell saying slash all the Jewish babies throats, rape the Jewish women and throw them off cliffs. Now he may be mentally unstable. That's a whole different episode of this show. The point is, when you open up a border, and if you haven't paid attention and you haven't looked at the videos, the, the, the factual videos of the numbers of people coming across our southern border illegally, we're not talking about the, the legal immigration. We're talking about the illegal immigration. And then you say to them, oh, you know, you have a court date in 2026. That gives them all kinds of time. For some, that's going to be great. They're going to do the right thing. They're going to, and they're going to show up. And in the meantime, they're going to do the right thing. They're going to work. They're going to be good citizens, et cetera. If just 1% doesn't do good, that spells massive trouble. And I think we all really need to brace ourselves because stuff is coming. Now, the other thing that I had forgotten about, about South America is that I think it was Hezbollah uh, blew up or attempted to, you know, blow up a synagogue in Brazil or Argentina back in 1992. Okay, so, yeah, I could get those facts straight. But the idea is, is that both Hamas and Hezbollah have operatives in South America. So when these people from South America infiltrate our southern border, you think, you think maybe Hamas, Hezbollah is taking advantage of that, saying, hey, let's go with them. Let's just bury ourselves in there. If you don't think so, I'm sorry to slap you across the face with these facts, but you're being naive. And you're being Pollyanna. And, and some people say ignorance is bliss. It's a beautiful place to exist. <sighs> Sometimes I wish I could just turn it all off and just pretend it's not happening, but it is. And I care too much about security and people and children in this country and all of, our, I'm talking all of our kids, to just turn a blind eye and say, oh, this isn't happening. Oh, we'll worry about it if it happens. Well, it did happen in 2001. Could you not forget about 9-11? Could you just maybe watch some videos, not of Taylor Swift today, but maybe of something a little bit different? The other thing that is terrifying is that the number of TikTok videos that are being circulated that are pro-Palestinian far outnumber 
the number of TikTok videos that are being circulated that are pro-Israel. So if you decide to watch a pro-Palestinian video on TikTok, you're going to get more and more of those fed to you because of the algorithms. And you're not going to get the Israeli videos fed to you because of the algorithms. So as someone in the intelligence world put it, imagine what China, the, the purveyors of TikTok, will do when they decide to invade Taiwan. Oh, you'll get all pro-China videos. All pro-China and how good they are and how righteous their cause is. The fact that our youth are being educated by TikTok is terrifying. And not only do we know that because of the numbers of videos on TikTok, we know that because we are seeing professors by the hundreds come out and support Hamas, support Palestine. It's fine to support Palestine. But if you're saying what Hamas did was righteous, was the resistance, was, quote, exhilarating and energizing because it showed the resistance, People will tell you things were quiet in the Middle East. They had been going well. We had the Abraham Accords. We had the Arab nations wanting to normalize relationships with Israel. And all that means is they were willing to finally accept Israel as a state, as a nation state, and say, you know what? Rather than fighting them, we'd like to do business with them. Because prosperity is good for everyone. And so were born the Abraham Accords and Saudi Arabia was just about ready to jump in with their own agreement with Israel when boom, this happened. So now instead of focusing on peace, we have to focus on a country in Israel defending itself. Today is Wednesday, November 1st, and 15 soldiers have been lost by Israel. And and yes, I can hear the other side saying, what about all the children dying in Gaza? Can we remind you, and maybe some of you don't know this, but Hamas operatives dig tunnels and put their headquarters in places where civilians are at risk. In other words, they built, they dig these tunnels underground and they, they exist below hospitals, below schools, below refugee camps. You know why they do that? So that if one of those sites gets bombed aiming at them, the Hamas terrorists, then they can go on camera and say, look at all the civilians Israel killed. Look at what they've done to the children, to the poor people in the hospitals. And, and Israel tries desperately to avoid that. But this is war, unfortunately. So there are so many things that this whole moment is exposing to us. Number one, how careless we are being with our own national security by this shell of a president saying, come on into the southern border. We know you're all good people. No, they're not, Mr. President. Not even everyone in your administration are good people. One of them decided to steal steal other people's suitcases at airports. You had to get rid of him. Oh, that's just one guy. Really? Have you seen all the anti-Semitism filtering through certain departments at at, at the White House or in the administration, I should say? So not everyone is good. Rashida Tlaib, 
keeps t- saying that the 5,000 people, 500 people were killed at a hospital at the hands of Israel. That's been disproven, and it she keeps doubling and tripling down on this lie. So not everyone is good, Mr. President. Not everyone that wants to come here has good intentions of being a good citizen and working. And in, in not doing this properly, in not filtering and setting up betting processes and lines and order and pro- just procedure that would minimize the number of bad people that come in, you're just saying, oh, rush the border. You have not given any kind of indication that you are willing to vet these people in a way that keeps us safe. And therefore, we have Christopher Ray saying what he has said. So that's the first part. The second part is, how uneducated are we here in America that we don't get that Hamas, a terrorist organization, runs Palestine and that the people in the Gaza Strip, the people that are living under the boot jack, the jack boot, whatever it is, of, of terror with Hamas, are raised to hate Jews raised to love Hamas, who are terrorists, and are put in danger. So in other words, hey, we think uh, they're going to be targeting us, so let's put kids in front of us. Let's surround ourselves by kids. So that if they hurt us, they hurt all the kids, and that is great propaganda for us. That's how Hamas operates. So you've got the southern border, you've got poor education in America, explaining what's really going on. And you have anti-Semitism, which I'm sorry, I'm just, I'll never understand it. How you can explain that it is okay for people to walk through the streets of America, to march on American university campuses and say, death to the Jews. And if you're not Jewish, And you think that you're safe? Iran says two things, death to Israel, death to America. And Iran is funding all of this. So if you think you're safe because you're not Jewish, you're kidding yourself. You know, I... It's not in vogue these days to be patriotic. It's not in vogue these days to say good things about America. I don't know. I I guess, again... TikTok and Instagram, TikTok in particular, because again, let's remember it is a Chinese developed uh, company and you can say, oh, but they've, the branch here in America is run by America. No, 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 no. Do homework. TikTok would love to see this country divided because when we're divided, we're super duper weak. We're fighting with each other. We don't see what's going on in the rest of the world and bam, we become victimized by it. And we've been so fortunate for so long, up until 9-11 really, to be a country that is cohesive, that sticks together for our values. But now we have all these people in academia raising our kids to to be self-loathing, to hate America based on things that happened 400 years ago. Things that we have tried desperately to correct. And so because things aren't perfect, as they are not perfect anywhere in the world, we think it's best to beat up on America and hate her rather than find common ground and say, what do we stand for? 
We stand for liberty. We stand for free speech, which is why all these kids can get away with saying the things they're saying on college campuses. We stand for that. And yet, and yet, we seem so uneducated about the the real values, the real ideas behind America. We've got to get it together. I don't know how we're going to do it. We see homeschooling numbers go through the roof because of this, because parents want to make sure they know what their kids are being taught and being taught their own values. I have to laugh because you've got LGBTQ groups saying, you know, queers for Hamas or queers for Palestine. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. <laughs> it's, it's astonishing to me how people don't know these things. Like it, it's, it's not that tough to learn this stuff. Like wh- where, where are you getting your information? So I started with the Southern border and I will finish with the Southern border. Where we are in terms of our national security vis-a-vis the southern border is in a terrible, terrible, terrible place. We have let so many people in during this Biden administration. And you can't really get the toothpaste back in the tube. And I'm not suggesting we send everybody back. But how do we know that everyone is good when we can't even handle a mentally ill, deranged mass shooter among us? who is American. Oh, but we know everyone who's coming through the border is good and they mean us no harm. That is the most naive, childish, ignorant way to look at what is happening down there. It's pretty basic. By the way, not to mention, it is putting a massive strain on on all of our services here in America. What do we do with that? We have got to have some order. We've got to take care of our homeless, our mentally ill, our veterans here in America. People that need help. And yet we're just letting more people in, letting more people in, letting more people in. And among them, yes, is evil. Because evil exists everywhere on the planet. Ask those who have combated it. It's real. It's there. And if you don't acknowledge it, I I know everyone wants to be empathetic and loving and accepting and, you know, virtue signal that they love everyone, that we can coexist. Do you really believe that when you look at what happened between Hamas and Israel, that we can coexist? No, we can't because not everyone shares the same values. And, And that's the single word it comes down to is values. So ask yourself what yours are. Do you live in a country that shares them? I'm not saying that's perfect, and certainly history isn't perfect, but how far do you want to go back punishing people for what happened centuries and centuries ago? How far do you want to go back? Don't you just want to live a peaceful life of prosperity where, yes, you fight for what's right, but you don't fight the battles of centuries ago. You look at what the here and now is. Now, there are so many levels to get into with this story. But what I do know is that people are scared. They're depressed. They're angry. 
and anti-Semitism like we've never seen in this country? I just don't understand it. What I do understand is courage, and we've got to show more of it. Those of us who believe what we believe have to stick together. And, and you know, those who say, oh, that's a dog whistle. For what? For peace? For goodness? For fairness? For security? Because there are some bad people coming into our country? That's a dog whistle? No, that is a plea to this president, although I'm afraid it's falling on deaf ears, figuratively and literally. It is a plea to them to say, you know what? We may have made a mistake here and we've got to not only correct it, but we've got to fix it so that it doesn't get any exacerbated any further. And we need to be highly vigilant because our FBI director just told us threats are elevated. Please be careful out there. But in addition to being careful, please be brave and do good. And we will see you next time. 